Emotions ran high at times during the long-awaited launch of the Palliative Care National Action Plan in Melbourne this morning. Assistant Health Minister Jed Kearney saw the plan over the finish line at the Very Special Kids Hospice in the city's southeast. But she noted the federal government funded the plan's four-year development through a change of party control. The bipartisan efforts saw consultation with healthcare providers and families who faced barriers and fear when seeking support. The fear can emerge from misunderstanding. Palliative care doesn't always mean end of life. So there's high degrees of disability. Those kids will have patches of wellness and and then really rough patches over time. That's Dr Jenny Henson. At least 28,000 children live with a life-limiting condition and accessing palliative care can be a challenge for many. One challenge is awareness. It took a nurse in the know to point Father Ryan Fowler in the right direction. So without her lived experience, even though she was in palliative care and in the social team now, that's the only reason we found out. There wasn't much talking about palliative care. His son Rio died in 2018. He was 17 months old. It can be difficult to know how best to care for children like Rio. Many parents can face an uphill battle advocating on their child's behalf. The action plan aims to change that. Its first priority is actively involving children and families in the palliative care process. Many of them are very little and unable to sort of speak for themselves. We may not always have the voice of the child, but we have to, when we're having conversations with families, hear the voice of the child and focus on the voice of the child. Those conversations can be confronting to have. Fowler says starting palliative care felt like giving up at first. As I said up there, you know, we, we guide our, our kids, but when you're told they're not going to survive, that's sort of taken out of your hands and you don't know where to go. So I think this plan helps us to, you know, sort of come together. It doesn't have to be about the, the fact that they will die. We can listen to them about their experience, you know, what was it like for them when they were in ICU? What's important to them? Where do they want to be? because that can really guide both us and the parents in making decisions. The plan also acknowledges palliative care can happen in a variety of regularly changing locations, from hospitals to the home. There's also a limited number of children's hospices around Australia, mostly in big cities, not the regions. Bear Cottage is the only hospice of its kind in New South Wales and supported the Fowler family during Rio's care. They had us all over for Christmas. They had Nan and Pop... And they, they looked after us, no matter what. And they said, yep, yeah, everyone's there. My daughter was able to be with her brother up until the end. So what happens next? Each of the plan's 18 actions are time-bound, with targets for within the next five years. But they'll take state and federal support to implement. And the plan itself notes it doesn't reflect current government commitments. For now, Dr Hinson's biggest takeaway from the plan is the plan itself. Well, firstly that it exists. It's a real marker of maturity of of this area of clinical work, I suppose. But I think having the families so closely involved in its development and trying to make sure we continue that because that really grounds it. A big plan to make things a little easier for children facing a difficult time. Lachlan Patrick, Sin News, Melbourne. Thank you.